Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Very excited today. We're talking about a sequel so long in the making for a lot of reasons. One, this has been 30, 30 some odd years. We're talking about Top Gun Maverick today. So 30 some odd years since the original, but also one or two years since this was supposed to come out. This is another movie that was de long delayed by the uh, pandemic. And we're finally getting it now. One of Andrew's most anticipated of 2020. It, it was <laughs> one of his most anticipated. Yes. That is crazy. Yes. Right? You know what? I feel like I remember that. And I remember being meh on it. Yeah. I would. I need to go back and listen to that. Because I genuinely feel like I was meh. And I feel like yeah. I had see, hadn't With seen Top Gun in a very long time when I had that reaction. Yeah. And now looking back on it, I'm wrong. So if that is indeed the reaction I had, just 2020 I, gear is wrong. I kind of try to pull up that episode every time we're about to review a movie that was from that was on our most anticipated, which I remember quite a lot of them. I know that I was I listed Bob's Burgers as one of my most anticipated of 2020. And it's finally come out. It's finally come. Well, it's out now. So, yeah, yeah there's been a lot of movies that we were really looking forward to a few years ago that are finally making their way here. I can't tell you. And because they kept almost releasing this movie, I can't tell you how many times we watched that plane fly over that guy's head and bust the set and stuff. But we must, I must have seen that. We must see the trailers for Top Gun two straight years. It is, it isn't, you know it what? Crazy. But they did a better job than the Kingsman did. With. Yeah. They kept giving me interesting things, whereas I kept seeing the Kingsman trailer over and over. But like this, you got a little bit of behind the scenes from time You were like, time. oh, is this a new Kingsman? And then it's like, no, no, this is the same Kingsman. <laughs> anyway, we haven't even talked about the movie yet. Like, I, was no, trying, I was glad that y'all were, were chit-chatting because I was trying to find out when it was originally set to release. So the, the first teaser trailer for this movie dropped in July 2019, and it was also set for a june july 2020 and then just got delayed again and again and again so yeah this is this is really one of the first big movies that was delayed crazy mm -hmm. top gun maverick sees the return of tom cruise as pete maverick mitchell from the first one we also get a new cast of characters led by miles teller who plays the son of goose i don't think any of this is Spoiler territory, if people would care Not about yet. that. Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm joins the cast. Glenn Powell joins the cast as another young Top Gun recruit. And then, of course, you got to have Val Kilmer. Val returns in some form. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later, his, his appearance in the movie. But uh, let's just get right out the gate with some initial reactions. What did you guys think of Top Gun Maverick? The recreation almost of that beginning scene <laughs> give you, just to set you up, man, it set you up for the Top Gun experience. It gave you the ease of, okay, this is going to be Top Gun. Like, we're safe here. But you get to experience that first thing in, in the new modern technology of the theater. You get to be in the planes like you weren't before. And you just get it there immediately. And it really sets you up for the build that they go through. The effects, the, this movie is action. That, the story is much improved. I think I said last episode about this, that it was gonna blow the previous one out of the water. And that was with high praise of the previous one. Yeah. And I think that it did that in a way that just brought it into the modern. You still get the Top Gun essence, it's cheesy, it's planes, but like you're in there and you feel it. And there were so many times where I was like leaving it, but see, like it was a roller coaster. It was so much fun 
I really do encourage you to see it on the biggest, loudest theater possible. It's just fantastic. What did you think, Josh? Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with any of that. I I loved it. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. I don't think my anticipation was quite at Andrew's levels originally, but I, I've been excited about it ever since that first trailer dropped, and it exceeded my expectations. I think, I feel like it's fair to say that even if you don't like Top Gun, the original, I don't know how you can walk away and not say this one's better. You can not like both of them, but like this one is an improvement in so many ways. And I, that's also coming from someone who liked the first one a lot. They ratchet up everything. The, the, even the story is stronger. There's much more character development. It's so much has changed for Maverick. One thing I liked a lot about it is not just for Mav as a character, but for Tom Cruise as an actor, a lot of the character development in this story revolved around him be, him aging. There's a lot of, you're old now, Mav. And, and that's, Tom Cruise faces the same thing as an action star. And this movie was like Mav's and Tom Cruise's way of going, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not too old to do this crazy stuff, <laughs> which is uh, just super fun. Mav is almost like a superhero <laughs> in this weird Top Gun universe that is, I don't know. It's like the plain version of Fast and Furious to me. Yeah. So that you know was a lot of fun. You mean, plane. You mean all, flying all planes? Flying planes. Yes, not plane yeah. as in as in vanilla. No, yeah. no, 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 not that kind of plane. This so I, I enjoyed turn... all that. Miles Teller was really good. I thought as uh, Goose's son. What's his call sign? Rooster. 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 Yeah. And I'm like. I've never been like super sold on Miles Teller. He's done some things I like, some things I don't. So I was really impressed with him in this role. I was afraid it could go into a bad cheesy territory with even even down to Rooster replicating Goose's mustache, which is just not a look in 2022. It's just not. But it was it was It good. might be now. Who knows? It might, yeah, maybe he'll make it one. Uh, so just just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. A lot of good new characters. A lot of fun throwbacks. We see shirtless guys playing sports on the beach again. Yeah, ladies, you'll get a lot of eye candy in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even and if you, fellas. again, if you're not into the whole action movie, there is something for everybody to this, buy in this movie, I think. Yeah, to me, Guys, fully, fully approve. So, yeah, David, we'll now go to you. I think that this, guys, we had to wait, but it's here. Mm -hmm. The blockbuster that the over 55 crowd has been waiting for is oh here. <laughs> and they love it. I can already tell you they love it. Because this is everything. This, so... I'll say this too. Just I was gonna I was gonna hold on to this, but it is this has to be what it's like for a non-Star Wars fan to watch The Force Awakens. Or for somebody who's not never saw the first Jurassic Park to watch Jurassic World. It's very strange for me, or at least it was for me, to watch a movie that capitalizes so well on its nostalgia that I don't have. I have no nostalgia for Top Gun, the first one. I I, I think it's a good movie. I had fun watching it. But I didn't grow up like watching Top Gun over and over and over and over and over again. I wasn't 15 when the movie came out. And it was like, yes, that's everything I want to be. That's so cool. So there was no nostalgia. I kind of feel the same way about Ghostbusters. I have no nostalgia for it. So when the movie like pan like nice shots, the, the can't drive 55 on the back of the motorcycle, all that stuff that's just so 80s and it's so calling back to a time that really wasn't my time. It is kind of weird to be sitting there. But to hear, I could hear the crowd warm to these moments, to these kind of like callbacks and these elements. And I could hear the crowd like loving it. Yeah. And I, I think that everybody who is not the demo of the Fast and the Furious and 
the MCU and some in Harry Potter, that, that the, the people who are not in that demo, the older their parents and their uncles and aunts and stuff going to love this. And it's going to, gonna it's and, it, and, and they should, because it's actually really good. I'm not saying that to down it. It's a really good movie. And it's funny because it did things that I assumed the first Top Gun did before seeing it. We'll get into the spoilers later, but Pete, Maverick, Mitchell, and uh, Rooster, do something that is very like very 80s at the end of the by the end of the movie, like in the climax of the movie. And it was the kind of thing of, hey, that's like super unrealistic that that would happen. And it feels like an 80s thing. And by today's standards, it's oh, this is we're in active war now. I don't know if they realize this. We're at war with whoever this country is now. There's no, it's okay. This was not a training exercise. No, this is so. Whereas the first movie is mostly just training and like simulated fighting and one real dogfight at the end. Again, the movie is ambiguous as to who exactly the bad guys are, but I think we kind of know. And you know what? Uh, on that real quick, <laughs> I kind of liked that this time. I thought they handled it better to where I, at least I understood the mission this time. It was so vague in the last one. And I kind of liked that they were able to sell us an enemy without naming a specific group or country. Just because, I don't know you name it and suddenly it's a political thing i feel like these mm -hmm. days oh so, absolutely like let's not call it insert country you're thinking because that's what everyone's brain is going to do everyone's going to assume it's someone but it's well, up that, to you and that, i think that was the problem then too because it was still the 80s it was still kind of right. the, the end ish of the cold it's war cool let's not make yeah. the let's not make russia the bad guy in a movie where we very clearly kill them or clear kill one of their people so yeah, but yeah, I really dug it. The story is a little bit... I'll tell you this. Watching the two movies back-to-back, -back, and I already knew this, but watching the two movies back-to-back, -back, Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick, you can really see how much Tom Cruise has grown as an actor. You can. As a, as a, 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 a performer, and not just in his stunt performances, because we all, know, we all know that. And I've seen Tom Cruise be a good actor in other things before this, obviously. But when you pull up, put in Top Gun... One, and we talked about it last week, how he's kind of creepy and a little bit off-putting at times. <laughs> he's so much more nuanced in a lot of his choices in this movie. He comes across much more natural and a lot, and, and, and frankly, a lot more relatable in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, and, and, and the movie starts off, it's a pretty crazy territory where he's a, he's a test pilot, and he uh, literally breaks Mach 10 and destroys his... his ship blows up basically in outer space and he parachutes down in what I have to assume is Tennessee. Yeah, and what an incredible sequence that whole thing was. Like, oh that's the God. beginning of the movie. Audience, Beautiful. audience I was with loved that to death. They Same. were, with, they loved when it. When that kid says, Earth, it is so funny. Lost oh my God. It. You know beautiful. that a joke has landed when a, when a, a, a a like 47, 49 year old mother repeats the joke loudly in the back of the room. That's how you know your joke has landed because he goes, Earth. And some mom's back goes, Earth. Like, and everybody. Said, Earth. Yeah. It was so. It <laughs> you're was right, so though. Fun. You're right. It would, and I didn't expect that. That's such Older a. Older folks love to a, repeat the joke out loud. That is such a modern action sequence. Like, I could see that in, in, in a lot of different movies. And it was something that they didn't really do in the first Top Gun. So it was very. It was, that was kind of a, an egg. An interesting way to reintroduce us to Pete Maverick. 
It was also really interesting to see, again, going into the story, you see him in the position now of teacher, whereas you didn't, they, they reference him in this movie as having been a, a teacher at, at uh, Top Gun in the past, and that it wasn't his thing, and it wasn't his bag, and you see him kind of having to, he's, he's bucking the system of the authority figure, but he is also the authority figure and trying to teach these kids the right way. And so it is interesting to see him kind of in that back and forth of trying to be a maverick and teach well, them to be a maverick while being safe about being a maverick. So it was really kind of a, a fun dynamic between especially him and Rooster. And you throw in Hangman in there with the the same premise of him being maverick. And now you have maverick. Is, it was a very fun dynamic to see that play going back and forth from the first one to the development that you see now. Definitely. And 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 obviously there's also this looming a sub I don't want to say subplot. There's this kind of like, uh, there's this element of, like you said, Josh, people telling Pete, telling Maverick he's too old. That, but old it's not, timer, old man, thanks it, for picking up the bill. All not that. Even, yeah. Not even that. The big bad government military is telling him, you're oh, going to yeah. be replaced by. Yes, you're phone. obsolete. Yeah. You're obsolete. Machines can do this and they take orders and all that. That is boomer fear number one right there. And being on that replaced note, by machines. That is uh, the the parallels I see to Tom Cruise are insane because that is also I swear to you Tom Cruise is an actor saying you will not replace me with CGI I can do things that a computer can't I believe it with my whole heart and you know what you know what because you look at this and you could have done anything with CGI you look at some of the other movies that have in the past use CGI when they're in war and planes are a big aspect of it and they look like trash when you grow but this movie's not gonna look like trash it's gonna look fun. You, you know how I know that? Because the original Top Gun still looks fun. It's good. It does not look bad or cheesy, and the graphics have aged well, and the effects have aged, even with the minimal technology that they had at the time. So you're right. You can have those movies with the CGI, and you can get that experience, but will it last? That is TBD on a lot of graphics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my, and my personal preference is I'm always in favor of practical effects over CGI when it can be done. In this movie, there's so much practical effects. The, the, the one thing I'm certain had to be CGI is, is the Mach 10 thing, just because, like, how could you do that? <laughs> but yeah. the rest of the plane stuff, like, I feel like that's a lot of practical stuff. Yeah, definitely. In the, it's always the blend that you don't see. It's, yes. the, it's, when, it's when you combine the practical with the, with the, the visual effect where wow. it yes. comes together perfectly and you can't tell the difference. And, and, and it, it makes sense why a lot of movies go to go to CG when they can and when they go to digital performers, if you will, for, for roles because, or for these things because I have to imagine it was a lot of money to even have these planes for use in filming. Like, it's it's not cheap. I remember, what was it, Chris Nolan for Tenet? He worked out that it was about as expensive to crash a real plane into a building as it would be to CGI a plane into a crash a plane into a building. And so you it really comes down to if the director and the, the people who have the money are willing to, like, you know, make that call and when you have somebody who is as dedicated as tom cruise i think that they're like we can bank on tom cruise we'll make this money back you know what i mean a lot of movies don't know they don't know so i understand the the the, the dilemma there because it costs a lot of money i mean it, could, it probably costs a ton of money for some of this stuff but it works really well it works out really well here and the action sequences were better than the first movie and everything about top gun maverick <laughs> I think is a plus on the original. 
Like it is like they took what worked about the original and plussed it. And and so I would say that I, I, even down to some of the other pilots are way better, even like the extraneous pilots are way more interesting in this than all the extraneous pilots in the other movie. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Ellis as Lieutenant Ruben Payback Fitch. I believe he's from Tulsa. He is a Tulsa. Yes. Payback is from Tulsa. Yeah. He, he did a, He's doing, he did a video introduction actually for moviegoers at Circle Cinema. If you go see Top Gun Maverick at Circle, you can watch a special video introduction from Jay Ellis, which is cool. And if you, you, if you go in Claremore, you just get Tom Cruise. <laughs> hey, you, you, you know, know what? There is a Tom Cruise opening that was a nice little surprise. And again, this movie, again, made for theaters. So I know that it will probably be on the chance to stream, but like that will be down the line. Go see this in a theater because it was made for that. It will, and I, I, I didn't have, I don't have the time to confirm this right now. And but I'm gonna tell it anyway because maybe it's the myth, maybe it's a myth of Tom Cruise. But I'd heard on a podcast recently that Tom Cruise personally made sure that Top Gun Maverick would be the only, end up being the only blockbuster film to have a longer than 45 day window in theaters. Because, you know, that's the that's the new norm now is 45 days in theaters to streaming. That is a pandemic thing. And he, I guess, was like, no, uh, I'm not having that because he is a extremely strong proponent for movie theaters uh, and has been for years well before the pandemic. So that's crazy if he if he did pull that off. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll end up on Paramount Plus uh, with it being Paramount film. But, yeah, you got to go to the movie theater. Yeah, Mike. Might go ninety days, might go even longer. It just kind of depends on how good the legs are. I would guess. I would. I yeah. would imagine that if it starts drop, it, but when it its first, its first weekend where it brings in probably less than a million, then it'll be in. It'll it'll show up on Paramount Plus shortly thereafter. But like this could get a lot of repeat views. It's gonna do. get. I promise I you, it's what, gonna get one from me. It's gonna get a lot. Yeah. Of, it's gonna get one crazy super week because they released this yeah. on a Tuesday night. The, they yeah. released an entire week before Memorial Day to get every ounce of Memorial Day traffic they could. So it is going to do a fuller first week. Otherwise, I, I kind of wanted to compliment. I think uh, Glenn Powell as Hangman was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie, even though he was agree. a bad guy. I did want to talk about deep. him, yeah. I was like, this is a star-making performance in a little bit of a way. Now, he doesn't steal the show by any means, but he better get some work after this because that dude... Hat. He, it's it's a role where you're supposed to be a dick. Yeah. But the guy just nails it. Nails, nails it. He's, he's, he is he's so dislikable. Very, very dislikable, but also very charismatic at the same yes. time. So like, he is, I think he, if I remember right, he was Neil Armstrong in, oh my God. I forgot about, I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh, Spike it's Kids. Apollo <laughs> 10 and a half. Hidden Figures, I think is what. Hidden he Figures, yes. And he played. He John played Glenn. John Glenn. John Glenn. And, and he also very charming in that movie. And he had just had a very small part in that movie. But of the things that I remember about that movie, in addition to just that being a good movie, he really stood out as someone who was like, oh, wow, he's really good. And so to see him in this being such an opposite character, like the guy does have range. And I do think that he is a standout character in this. Yeah. So I, I, I think that a lot, a, lot, a lot of good performances in this. And I just wanted to bring him up because he, he's kind of playing that Iceman role. But I think, yeah, he was so he was so punchable, so dislikable, and such a great job. And I sometimes I feel like uh, we don't we don't credit that kind of work enough. No, no, and he's so good because by the end you're like, 
Oh, you're a good guy. It's like, how did they do it again? Because that yeah. was how the first one ends, where you go, oh, Iceman's not that bad. And they also set him up with his name as to, to why he has the name. And so for him to be the one to kind of be rebellious and go out and help after being told no was a little bit of a redeeming thing. But I also saw him more as a Maverick character because he was just so arrogant, full of himself. And he was more along. He wasn't necessarily breaking the rules, but I saw Rooster as more as that Iceman, like, conservative, reserved type of person. And, and that, again, was that dynamic with him and Maverick of trying to both encourage him to not think, but also be safe of this adoptive kind of son figure that he has, too. You muted, Dave. Oh, I know. I was, I was having to oh, okay. I thought you were with correct. another person in the room. Deal. There. There. What about, let's talk about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, obviously, huge role in the first film as, oh my gosh, their call signs leave me every time. Uh, Ice Iceman. Man. Iceman. Yes, you guys literally just talked about it. Iceman. And now, I, Iceman's character is, has worked his way up to, I believe he was an admiral or general, wasn't he? I and mean, he's kind of playing a background role of puppet master, in a sense, to get uh, Mav back into Top Gun. But anyway, Val Kilmer, as, a, as an actor, has had a lot of health issues over recent years, and he doesn't really act anymore, and so that is reflected in, in his character. We learn that Iceman has a condition. I'm trying to be a little sensitive to spoilers. <clears throat> so he doesn't play a massive role in this one. How do you guys think that that, that worked out? Did it, did it work for you, the Iceman stuff? I think, I think it did work for him i think it yeah. did because i think that the way they worked around it because so he they obviously have a little bit of their cake and eat it too because they tried to give him they tried to lighten his load a little bit not give him too much dialogue and the way they worked around it without giving him too many spoilers kind of allowed you to there's sometimes sometimes that when you can when you visualize what someone says as opposed to see it or hear it, it can make it, it can change how you interpret it a little bit. So I really think that they did a good job with that. And then when he did vocally speak, it made what he said even more hit home even better. You know what I mean? Because it made, it's like every word was precious for him. What'd you yeah. think, Garrett? Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I was a little surprised that he was in it. I didn't expect him to be actually in it. When they had him as a character that was you could interact with, I kind of expected, okay, that's how they're going to get around that situation. But, you know, to, to see him there was really nice. I think that it landed well, again, it, it, a little awkward with how they set certain things up, but they gave you an, but like him as an actor still able to perform on camera is still, you, you're able to see the emotion of the words. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, th I thought it worked for me as well. And there were nice surprises along the way to it. And I thought that what they did with the Iceman character overall in this story is also uh, really good. I felt like of the characters who return, I feel like everyone got a pretty good gro growth moments. Where do we go with Top Gun? Does Top Gun become the Fast and Furious for airplanes? Is that what we do now? Is this the, the thing that it goes into? Because I, I don't think they're done. They have, they have really good opportunities to continue this series now also without the necessary maverick you have characters in place to do that that we live in a world of franchises mm -hmm. with this is one that people have been craving and the way tom cruise would 
continue to be involved until he literally probably can't be, will continue to push this uh, further and further too. So like, where do we go with Top Gun after I, having seen this? Josh, you go ahead. I have a lot of, I, I feel like there's a lot of roadblocks to continuing it in a huge way. And every roadblock is Tom Cruise. I don't see any Top Gun property without Tom Cruise at the, as the star. I don't think he lets that happen. How much control he has, I don't know exactly, but it feels like he has a lot. So I think, I don't think his, I don't think his ego allows that. So if, if, if they keep making something related to Top Gun, which I do think they will, I think he's involved in a huge way. I think he sees himself as the franchise, much like Mission Impossible. So if he, if Tom Cruise thinks he can carry two major franchises at once, Possibly. If he doesn't, I don't see it going huge. I see that maybe maybe a Top Gun 3 in, a, in several years or something like that. That's my, that's my prediction. Personally, I would be shocked, I think. I would be shocked if there's... Sorry, hang on. That's Mickey Mouse. Mickey has opinions, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mickey loves this movie. Mickey. I don't know if you could hear that or not, my son's toy. He is very <laughs> noisy. Right. No, 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 get him out of here. Get That's out of okay. Here. Be gone, Mickey. <laughs> Luckily, He's this doing is a little dance now. Luckily, I don't think that's copywritten. Anyway, I would be shocked if they made another one, to be honest. Because, yeah, it, the, the series is Tom Cruise. Like, the audience for this, I think, generally speaking, is this is a movie. It looks like Tom Cruise. It acts like Tom Cruise. The audience that, like, that likes this movie and wanted this movie... I don't think likes spiritual sequels. And I could be wrong about that, but if they made a Top Gun with new people that didn't have Tom Cruise, they would complain. Just a bunch of new people and there's no Tom Cruise. It's nothing like the it's nothing like the originals. Any that necessarily, kind of thing. I don't necessarily agree because I think that it, if you give me enough good action like that, then it doesn't matter. Look at the Fast and the Furious movies. I think that you can but You're get, from a different generation, Gary. I know I am, but it, that's that's what you target with sequels anyway you're not necessarily targeting the audience of the original you're targeting the people who are going now and so you want to loop in the current and audience as well and i think they do that with the people that they have set up i think that you can keep top gun and maverick and tom cruise in there but i also think that you can have success with new people if you establish them just like anything else and and continue to push the action of this i think that people would go i i, I land in between there where i think people might go but I, th I, and I think it's possible, but I don't think Tom Cruise lets it happen. That's my thing. I don't, I think, I think, I think if he hears that idea, he goes, no, no, I have to be the star. I'm Tom Cruise. Best case scenario. It's kind of like, well, yeah, Fast and Furious, but all the ones without Vin Diesel, no one cares about. <laughs> I mean, That's for true. me, the comparable thing is, and this was, this may not be the best example, but the best, a comparable thing is, is Ghostbusters from 2016 where it wasn't the original cast, wasn't anybody involved with the original movie, really. And people who were the fans of the original didn't want to come, and that poisoned the well a bit. So even though you might have grown new fans uh, with that movie, you have this weird thing hanging over it of, oh, they changed it just to be modern and new, and they don't care about the original people who made that movie, who the fans who made that movie what it is. That's what ends up happening. Best case scenario, Paramount Plus... Jack puts out a lot of money and they give you a Top Gun series on Paramount Plus about pilots training at Top Gun. 
That'd probably be a better route. Now like that, that. would be a better route. Interesting. Because that's because I do Plus. think Tom Cruise would go. Oh, well, I'm not going to do TV. Yeah, I'm not going to do a take TV show. He'd, yeah. he'd rake in that money. Yeah, he probably he get royalties. Man. He might do like a he might do like a special intro thing that he does for it or something like that. Or he might do some kind of they might use his likeness for it or something. I feel like that's the best case scenario because it wouldn't require Tom Cruise and 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 the, the expectations for that would be lower. But I feel like the expectations would be too high. And now. I could be wrong. It's all it's all up to Tom Cruise, but I I would be shocked because this feels like a nice swan song for uh, Maverick, mm-hmm. and to do the movie without him, I don't know. Now I don't um, know. Anyway, <laughs> we we, we'll we do we we do need to start heading toward wrapping up. So before we go to box office, which I believe you should have opening weekend estimates yes. at least, oh, yes. I will I will say because there's been a lot of compliments. Tom Cruise is also one of the biggest weirdos ever born. So make it make that known that he's really really weird and not amazing. I did have the uh, the he's the, got the, problems. Okay, the older couple next to me was did I could aud- hear them audibly talking at times. And when he did his little intro at the beginning, the the wife went over and went, and went he looks very different now. And the other thing goes, yeah, he looks old. And she goes, no, not old. And he goes, yeah, old. <laughs> Because <laughs> the 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 intro was clearly filmed two years after the movie, so he's right. he's aged even a little bit from when the from when the movie came out. Yeah, so Top Gun yeah, opened this weekend of recording, May twenty seventh. Actually, it opened on okay, hang on, it opened on May twenty fourth of this week. So there's a little bit of numbers going into that. It had an opening day total in the fifty millions. I don't have that number pulled up, but it's a three day opening weekend is one hundred twenty four million dollars. Opening weekend. That's the estimate. That is the highest of Tom Cruise's career, higher than anything else that he's right. ever done by a lot, really. Like, I think his highest, his previous highest opening weekend was like $61 million. And also in the top five for the weekend, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness in its fourth week brought in 16.4. The Bob's Burgers movie brought in 12.6 in the number three spot. Go see Bob's Burgers, people. Go I want to see that Burgers. one soon. I think we're reviewing that soon, too. Well, Downton Abbey, A New Era, brought in $5.9 million in its second week, and The Bad Guys brought in four point six in its sixth week. Good run for that animated film. Nice. Stop making noises over it. The bad guys. If you extend... So this is a projection. So this may or may not come exactly true. A projection for, for Top Gun Maverick's four-day Memorial Day weekend is $151 million which would be quite large. And if that number rings true, then it will immediately, after its opening weekend, be the fifth highest grossing movie of 2022, just behind Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is now on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Spider-Man No Way... Oh, hang on. That's not right. Uh, excuse me. Uncharted, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Batman, and then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So all in all, a very successful looking week so far for a Top Gun Maverick. Big success. I think that a lot of people are going to enjoy this. It's perfect for the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, yeah. Did you did you mention that it's the biggest opening of Tom's career? I did. I did. It, by a lot. Because by a lot. I believe his second, his second highest now, his previous highest was like 61 million for one of the Mission Impossibles. So mm-hmm. this is going to blow it out of the water even adjusted for inflation it's still it would still i think it would still be the largest so a uh, big week for tom cruise and a good week for sometimes uh, anticipation yeah. will make you money people yeah. you don't necessarily is- need to release 45 franchise movies maybe you just release a few good ones and you still yeah. make money 
And it'll be interesting to see where it finishes, what kind of legs it has, because I could easily see it um, moving into the third spot for the year right now. I could see it passing. It'll pass Uncharted by the end of this weekend, probably. It'll pass Sonic the Hedgehog 2 fairly soon, even though that made $2 million this weekend again. So I, I could see it getting up there in contention with the Batman for, for best domestic grosses of the year. And that's about all I got for that. Right. I can say my theater was it was, a, it was a Saturday matinee at 3 p.m. in Claremore, Oklahoma. Not an empty seat in the room. So wow. and let's move on to Letterboxd game. I've I picked out a few Letterboxd reviews to read out for fun before this. I, I had a strong feeling that these would be that this would be a good movie for Letterboxd reviews, and I think I was correct. These are all some of the highest voted reviews of the movie. We got During the screening of Top Gun Maverick, a man in his fifties yelled out in what sounded like a fit of pure ecstasy during one of the aerial stunts. He sounded like he was being raptured. <laughs> I cannot wait for the dads of the world to experience this movie. This is new King Dad movie. This is the new yeah, movie. Yeah, not, yeah. Move over, Ford B. Ferrari. Not the best movie ever made by mortals, only because Tom Cruise is not one. Um, this movie being released one day before Memorial Day weekend and one week before Father's Day is the biggest cinematic events for dads in America since 1986 when Top Gun first came out. And then finally... This one is in limerick form. Tom just loves to go cruising and doesn't really like losing. If forced to teach or play at the beach, it's obvious which one he's choosing. Okay. Good. So That's now good. I'm kind uh, what of do, what I'm do very we think, envious. What do we think the, the letterbox community has rated Top Gun Maverick on its opening weekend? I'm gonna I say a three point nine. We got a 3.9. Man, I was going to say four. I was gonna oh, say we got four. a four. It's high, but it's early. Well, it's high, but it's early. You're right. You're right. I, I'm going to say 3.7 just to go at the low end. Let me open it up here. Top Gun Maverick is... Okay, already with 51,000 reviews in, or ratings in, Top Gun Maverick is currently at a 4.2. Wow, there you go, Garrett. Which almost guarantees that it'll stay above a four. <laughs> yeah, it would take it will take it some take hard traction to pull it down. Now it could drop to a four point one or four point yeah. oh. Hi, what Mark. was the original hey. Top Gun? At? Do you remember? That's a why you look up the original Top Gun's letterbox score. That's back to back wins for Garrett. Is it now? Yeah, you won. You won last week for Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun point, is my jam. Apparently, what can 3. I say? Three point three for the original. Okay, now very quickly, what's our ratings? I will waste no time. Freaking five stars. <laughs> I have no notes. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, four. I'm going to say four stars for me. I'm going to say four and a half. There you go. That's solid reviews right there. It's that is. That's two. a good one. I feel that like it puts us right uh, at like a 4.2. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's pretty close to that. Okay. That's Top Gun Maverick. Find us online at somysequels.com and follow us everywhere to make sure you stay up to date on our latest episodes. We'll see you next time.